Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. What a weekend to begin the NBA playoffs. Not the play-in now, not the play-in, the playoffs. What a weekend of sports. What a weekend of normalcy. It felt like, guys, we were kind of back, right? Did it not? It felt like in some way that... It felt as normal as we felt in a long time, just based on crowds from the PGA to the different arenas in the NBA. Uh, uh, uh. Um, it, just, it just felt like a normal weekend, and it was fun to spend a weekend celebrating greatness and, of course, being frustrated at other things as well. <laughs> Key, you and I certainly do relate to that this weekend. No, so frustration. I'm good. You are not good. You're not good, Key. Stop it. I'm good. Stop That's it. Right. Well, you, no, DeAndre, I'm, I'm Ayton, Jay, DeAndre Ayton. Had a better game than Anthony Davis. Yeah, but AD does that, though. Think, go back to last year's playoff run that we had. AD kind of uh, uh, stumbled along. Then all of a sudden he got it together. I'm not – it's one game, man. We got seven games. I know I know how I am. I'm I'm hyped and I'm, you know, egg on my face. I know broom will sweep and all that. <laughs> I, I get it. We just – instead of using a dustpan, we're going to use a record album to get the dust up when we sweep mm-hmm. them. The next four games. That's all. Gentlemen's sweep is what you're calling it. But you know what I mean by the normalcy thing? Like, I told you guys on Friday, my son graduated from his uh, prep school on Saturday. It was him, not me. All I did was and write a check. And he had a cigar in his mouth. I saw well, it. Well, thanks that's for putting that out there. But, but you're it was, part of the equation now illegal, if you write the too. check. It, yeah, exactly. But, but there we were at, this, at, at the ceremony, and it was, you know, again – it was, even though a lot of people did have still have masks on, a lot of vaccinated people though didn't have to, and large crowds. Of, even my wife and I were looking at each other like, should we be in the middle here? Should we be out to the outside? Like, yeah. like it's it's you know that's what we're all going through. Those stadiums was rocking though. The Knicks mm-hmm. stadium was crumped. Uh, Phoenix that was woo, it was pumped. And then what game I was watching? Yeah, the Garden was loud. It was, was it Brooklyn's Brooklyn stadium was like eh. Don't, don't do that to it. Don't, yeah. Bark, it's so disappointing. Right, man. Barclays. It yeah. Was well, it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a black kind of drop. The, the theater, it was just, it, it's. Denver's was eh. Yeah. Denver's was one that was eh. Phoenix was live. I mean, Phoenix you, was, yeah, Phoenix, I felt like Phoenix was like. Yeah, Phoenix. Between those two, the. I, uh, uh, Knicks and Phoenix? Yeah, yeah the Garden oh, was. Oh, yeah. Insane. It's crazy. I feel like Outside I was watching the, the John Starks, Patrick Ewing playoff team. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that had that kind of roar. But Devin Booker was. He was that dude, though. He had me pulling for him. Even though I was pulling for the Lakers, I just wanted to see him continue to get out. Disappointed, though, Key. That. Disappointed. No, 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 no paneling to Kendall Jenner. No, no paneling to Kendall during the show. Well, <laughs> no pan- I, I, mean, I mean, if you're going to entertain us, just entertain I don't know, us all the way around. But I don't know if he's quite, I don't know if he's quite <laughs> there yet, uh, Jay. What I mean by that is he's not a single-shot camera guy yet, uh, right? I don't think. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I know he's a a, a rising, bubbling star in the, in the NBA, but he's not. What I say by Box single office? single camera, meaning like CP3 is a single camera. LeBron James, Steph Curry, ISO Kevin, Ur- ISO yeah. Cam. Yeah. yeah. So if he's an ISO Cam single camera guy, they'll find her. But I don't think he's there yet. Once he comes home. <laughs> We'll find him. It. <laughs> to L.A. You geez. think Nick fans are irrational and crazy. I mean, that, that's – Oh, the, you you getting ready to tell me he ain't I being in Malibu every single day? 
Uh, I kind of feel, I do get that vibe from him. Come on, man. He I wants do to get that vibe. He wants to him. be a rock star. Yeah. I mean, he ain't going to be a rock star in Phoenix. Phoenix. Y'all recruiting Steph. Y'all recruiting Devin Booker. I mean, it never stops. It's this <laughs> well, battle between LA and New York. Let's you know? make that straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless because I love doing this when it's the first game of the first round of the NBA playoffs, just like when it's week one of the NFL season. It's sort of like, let's make those completely irrational takes. Right out of the first thing we saw, right out of, the, out of the first weekend of the playoffs. Irrational takes. Mine is going to be quite simple. After watching all the game ones in the East, the Brooklyn Nets are going to roll through the East. Roll through the East. Ish. Like, I, I cannot see anybody putting up true what? resistance against Brooklyn just based – remember, the key word here is irrational. That's the feeling I got after watching game ones. The Bucks, come on, man. Like, seriously? The Heat don't really have the same match they had last year – the Sixers, of course, still have a little bit of that concern. You know, again, even with wins, they were still like – you looked at teams going like, you're going to take on that that team, what they did in that second half against the Wizards? I'm sorry, man. I, my irrational take is the Nets are going to roll through the East, not even close. What do you guys have? I, I would say I'm going to go back to I'm gonna go back to Phoenix and L.A. Devin Booker, that dude, I'm just waiting two years from now, whatever it is, for him to land in L.A. Get his house in Malibu or wherever LeBron decides to give it to him and let him live, whether it's Brentwood, Malibu, Beverly Hills, L.A. I mean, he was blowing past whoever dude put up buckets, man. What are you at, 34? Yeah. I mean, like 34, right. 34 points in his, his first playoff experience mm-hmm. like this and just eating. I mean, I, I – what can I say? Jay, what do you have as an irrational take LA, after game baby. ones? So since I'm working seven days a week now for the next two months, Jay Rose and I, the last three days, I said if there's a picture right under the word irrational confidence in the dictionary, it has to be Dylan Brooks. Yes. It has to be Dylan Brooks for the, the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Like, first off, for people who get angry about it, he always wears shades every post-game interview. Indoors, he does not care. Like, the, the personality is off the charts, and he believes he's Kobe Bean Bryant. Like, he believes he's that dude. Like, he's going to lock down Steph. He's going to chase around Steph. He had 31 in the win over the Utah Jazz. Granted, they didn't have Donovan Mitchell last night. But, like, the Memphis Grizzlies are on the Grizzly, man. Like, that dude believes he's the best player on the court, and it feels like he's a, like another version of what Marcus Smart used to be. Or what, yeah, what Marcus Smart, what you want Marcus Smart to be, Dylan Brooks has become for the Grizzlies. All right, let's bring in more people on the show. Alan Yates, one of our producers, a big NBA fan. Yates, what is your irrational take after the first weekend of the NBA playoffs? I was going to go with um, the youth, but I got to stick with the not my MVP. Like, like it's not, it's not my MVP. I've been trying to tell you all this, the whole Giannis thing. I get it, they won, but it's like, Listen, bro, you're not my MVP. I'm sorry. He's not even in the MVP conversation this year, though. That's cool. Well, he was early, right? He always I mean, is, like, kind of, sort of on the periphery of it. He's not a finalist Han, this but year. But, no, we talk, Han, we talk about I, – I, I felt like from the beginning of this year, like, it didn't really matter what Giannis did in the regular season. He wasn't going to win it. Because we've seen him win it twice, and we've seen what happens in the playoffs, and that can't allow me to even put him in the conversation. Yeah, but, Jay, you, you had him up there with Shaq and all. You was doing – you hurt my soul. He, I, I will always window. say that, though, Keith. He, he's a skinny wing version of Shaquille O'Neal. What do you mean? Yeah, you hurt my soul with that. Shaq was just all around, whether he made free throws or not, 
his presence and his dominance was just different, man. It was like they were scared of him. What, just what do we make? I don't of, know that they scared of Giannis. Yeah, and what do we make of a guy that that you know again? This is a team that has, or at least you want them to have, championship aspirations. And already we see in crunch time, he can't make a free throw, can't make a layup. He really should have been called for a travel on that one uh, rebound that he got tied up. And then, I mean, the 10-second violation on a free throw, who does that? And so, you know, not an MVP, you shouldn't do that. And actually the referee counted 13 before he finally called it. So there's a lot of question marks about him. And, oh, by the way, one of his strengths is defense, and Jimmy Butler drives right oh, by that him was, for the game-tying basket. That, that was inexcusable. See, and that's that the Chris type Middleton's got to bail you out with a great shot see, late in overtime. The, but that's the type of stuff when I, when, I, when I get on you, Jay, about that. It's what Allen is saying right there, all the little things. You allow Jimmy Butler to blow past you, but you're supposed to be the, the reigning defensive player. and all. I mean, like yeah. different stuff like that is why I say when you compare him – to the diesel, I'm like, come on, man. I understand what you're saying, but that to me is like, nah, that ain't the same. All right, so we'll get we'll get deeper into these conversations again. We'll break a lot of this stuff down, but let's get one more from Evan, our producer, about his irrational take from game one or first weekend of the playoffs. Yeah, so, or is it about golf? So, so Jay is going – well, my irrational takeaway from the weekend is that Phil Mickelson's accomplishment is more impressive than Tiger Woods in 2019, but we'll get to that at 10 o'clock. My irrational takeaway from the NBA playoffs. My irrational takeaway from the NBA playoffs is that, uh, as Jay mentioned, he's traveling and working on NBA countdown. They're going to the Western Conference Finals. So my irrational takeaway is I need a Memphis, Dallas, Western Conference Finals. So Jay never leaves the Central Time Zone. Perfect. Right. So he can keep, we can keep him working. That's what I, key, I just need one of our LA teams to make it because the, the, the Clippers. The Clippers is clipped. The Clippers is clipped. I can't. I can't watch the Clippers play. It's one L.A. team, the Lakers, and if they don't go, then it's not going to worth. Anyway. It's not worth even watching. Yeah. Pat Costello, very upset we're not including him. So go ahead, <laughs> PC. What is your irrational take from weekend one? Uh, the Grizzlies-Jazz series is going to be the best series in the history of basketball. Wow. Uh, so be. irrational. So and, irrational. And, and for ratings, not great. <laughs> not great at all. <laughs> not great at all. And now we're late to break what on that. Yeah, we're Thank late, you, but we had Thank to you. help Pat out. He, he needs to feel par. We give be the worst hug. matchup in the final. The finals? Uh, yeah. Let's not play this game, Key, because I'm going to be matchup. Well, I mean, you throw Utah in there. Just so because Utah mar- in what? We love Salt Lake City. We love that market. Yeah. But we're just basing it on ratings-wise. I don't think you're going to get a huge draw if the Jazz, not the Lakers. Or so you go Utah and Clippers. what's out the East? Utah, Milwaukee. Oh yeah. Ooh, that oh. would be a real Utah, Milwaukee. That would be a real. Jazz I would be so like pissed off every day. Y'all would just see it all over my face. Every yeah. day. All right, that's straight Lemon talk. Lemon juice and sour. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six for your irrational weekend one. First weekend of the playoffs. Your take. What did you come out of the weekend with? So coming up, though, another loss for Father Time. Us old guys still getting it done. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and ESPN2. I'm Greeny, and it is the best sports weekend of the year. Monday, we're back in better than ever, covering all the NBA playoff action, big baseball series, and more. See you then. Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Jay-Z, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And we have market madness happening now as we continue moving through the bracket. Now we're into the Sweet 16. We've got everybody seated. So we begin now, the first matchup. And again, you go to at KeyJNZ on Twitter. You can vote right now. The poll is live for 24 hours. So here's what we got in the matchup. LeBron James as a number one seed. Really? Against <laughs> Alex Ovechkin in the Era Goats region. So hockey fans, can you show out? Poor Ovi. Alex. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough first round matchup for Ovechkin, isn't it? No chance. <laughs> LeBron James, like I just want to see can hockey fans show out. So again, you have twenty four hours at KJNZ. You can get the voting up. You can get. You can see if you can keep him in this. Can we get an upset? Maybe a four versus one. I'm doing the best I can. I'm just gonna let this. that go right over. You're looking at the bracket right now. Coach K, oh, wow, look at some Ooh, of Coach this. K. Coach K and Larry Fitzgerald, that's a, that's a good battle. Jacob DeGrom has Carlos Correa. For Chris Canny's sake, he better win. <laughs> Otherwise, don't we think we need to bring on if, – if DeGrom is out before the semifinals, shouldn't we call – shouldn't we have Canty back on to explain himself? This whole thing started because Canty came up with these power rankings – well, right? he's in New York, though, so he probably can get he's, a push. He's got to. But, yeah. Key, it, it's the way it was set up, though, right? It was – I, I, and every time when I'm in studio and I hear the sound, Alan and I look at each other like, <laughs> almost in disgust, look. right? Because CeCe's like, if you want to be the first guy to get into the club, here's my number one selection, Jacob DeGrom. And I'm like, I, those two just don't go together to me. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, what club are we talking about? Yeah, Jacob DeGrom rolled up so, to the club. They asking him who he's waiting on. Wow. So right now, <laughs> who are you here to see? I don't know sir? if we. If this is an interesting start so far for Ovi. LeBron James has sixty point four percent of the votes. Ovechkin thirty nine point six. Wow. Is that closer than we think? It's a lot more than what I expected. Kind of like that. I do. No, no. I, I that's again. That is what we're doing. So get yourself I mean, that's still onto a Twitter. But it's sixty forty. Yeah, but he's gonna raise. You know that, man. Come on now. LeBron gonna pull away. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly six o'clock in the morning. Certainly believe so. Is LeBron's shoulder okay? My shoulder 
My eye. Oh, my shoulder. Oh, we got plenty more to get yeah. to. My shoulder Market hurts. Madness brought to you by Indeed. Hiring start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I believed for a long time that I could play at this level again. I just didn't see why it couldn't be done. Hall of Famer, 50 years old. You know the resume. You know the storylines. And Sunday is somehow exceeding expectations. Although I believed it until I actually did it, there was um, there was a lot of doubt, I'm sure. Phil Mickelson is the champion of the 103rd PGA Championship. I don't know how to describe the feeling of excitement and accomplishment. Certainly one of the moments I'll cherish my entire life. No country for old men, but there still are championships for us. Phil Mickelson, the oldest major champion in golf, wins the PGA this weekend. His first major in eight years, by the way. Wow. A 200 to 1 odds to win it, according to Caesars William Hill, and he gets it done and I tell you what, he you know different motivations for different people, right, guys? And for Phil Mickelson, I, I mean, a guy like him, everybody he's been so popular on the tour. He's one of those guys easy to root for. He loves to have fun. You see him get involved in you know the golf challenges uh, with um, with Peyton and uh, and Tom Brady and Tiger. You know that was a lot of fun. But Phil talked to a Gene Wojciechowski afterwards, and it's amazing how you know athletes always look to each other for inspiration. And Phil talked about his motivation, what he took from this win, and what TB12 meant to him. There's no reason why at an older age you cannot be at your best. It just takes a little more work. And I believed it for a long time, and I I wasn't getting the results, but I believed it, and I had people believe in me, and um, it just takes a little more work. We've seen Tom Brady reach out to you. I was curious, anybody of note? that you'd like to thank for reaching back out to you today? So I'm very inspired by Tom Brady. He is, um, he's actually a big motivation because of how hard he works to be the best and to elongate his career. Spending time with him, it's inspiring, but it's also, um, I learn a lot. Everybody learning from Tom Brady. But what do we, what do we make from this now also as we're, we're looking at, again, what, as I said, it feels like we're back to normal. The shots on ESPN2 right now from the PGA, <laughs> like he and I both looked at each other, the crowds yeah. all around. Like uh, it just, that uh, looked yeah. like, is that from this year? Like yeah. we're so not used to it that it's yeah. jarring to see such big crowds it's, it's, around. Uh, it's just, I guess it's saying we're starting to come back, right? In, in felt like it this weekend. It, yeah, it felt like this weekend because you got the NBA playoffs. We saw those arenas. We saw this PGA event mm-hmm. and there is no social distancing whatsoever. <laughs> Right, I mean, everybody's on top of each other. So clearly, it, it it seems to be that we're coming back to some sort of normalcy. Normalcy, which is great to see. Jay, uh, the only yeah. major now that that Phil hasn't won is the U.S. Open. He's mm-hmm. come close several times. Uh, obviously, he'll have that chance now next month uh, at Torrey Pines. But when you think about it, he's fifty years old. He won the PGA. He won a major. Right, Tom Brady, Super Bowl at age 43. LeBron James won an NBA title at the age of 35. Serena Williams, her sixth Wimbledon at 33. When you think about it, is there like age has not become the issue as it used to be in sports? Right, like we don't look at. Well, we we definitely say you're older, but even like when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, it's like oh he could still play for another three four years. Well, it's uh, here's here's why I love Phil. 
Look, I, I, I've been, I was a caddy at Plainfield Country Club when I was a little bit younger for a short stint. I got into golf, obviously, because even more so because of my accident going through rehab. I love playing golf. Evan and I talk golf all the time. But Phil, like, there's a lot of gambling that goes on golf courses all the time. Like, Michael Jordan is infamous for this, yes. right? Like, Charles Barkley, infamous for this. He, like, every golfer knows that world exists. Phil, Jack, like, Phil, actually not Jackson. Look, I'm thinking basketball, obviously, watching the playoffs. Uh, Phil being able to, to win this whole thing just continues to show, like, it, it's okay for this sport to continue to become more and more modernized, right? With the way Phil gambles, the way he's decided to say, you know what? I'm actually going to go through, like, my own mental therapy every single morning and, and think about, you know, what I need in my life and the time I want to spend with my wife. And I, I just, I love watching, even the crowds yesterday and it getting to Brooks Kepka. Right, like that. That to me is what is continuing to try to make golf more and more relevant, in like in what today's age and space is, and seeing him win it at this age and still recognizing who Phil is on a very difficult course. I, I, I was blown away yesterday. AJ, nothing but a number at this point. If you take care of yourself, you're still good at what you do, and you still have a passion for it, like Phil does. It ain't nothing but a number. Uh, by the way, though, when we talk about the crowds and then coming back to normalcy, COVID isn't completely out of our lives. Coming up, why Michael Jordan almost stood in the way of LeBron even getting on the court for game one of the playoffs. We'll discuss after Straight Talk, after Key has this from Straight Talk Wireless. That is correct. Yes, he does have it. it. Jay, I need a caddy if you're available. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like a walk-off home run in the ninth, any good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month up to 50% less than the other guys. Plus, no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Layup missed, but there to clean it up is LeBron for two. And Chris Paul is down. And it's a pain. He's grabbing toward his his right arm. He's grabbing his right shoulder, I think. And he is in major pain. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's 
Sports Center right now, Phil Mickelson becomes golf's oldest major champion 16 years after he first hoisted the Wanamaker Trophy. Eight years since his last major championship, the 50-year-old Phil Mickelson, he defeated Father Time to win the PGA Championship on Sunday. Mickelson entered this tournament with 200-to-1 odds at Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill, the longest odds by a major winner since Louis Oosthuizen, and I said that poorly, won the 2010 Open Championship also at 200-to-1. Thank God Louis didn't win because then I'd have to say his name. Here's Phil on what the win means to him. It's possible, Gene, that this is the last term I ever win. It's, it's possible. It's also possible that I had a, a bit of a breakthrough in some of the things that I'm working on, on, on being able to stay uh, more focused and more present, might send me on uh, a little run for a couple of years. I, I don't know. But either way, I'm going to cherish this week and this moment. I love it. Yes, on a run. You're not old, Phil. You're just getting better. In the NBA, so the Jazz, the top seed in the West... They lost game one to the Grizzlies, 112-109. Donovan Mitchell held out of Utah's loss on Sunday. He missed the final 16 games of the regular season because of a sprained right ankle. But he did return to practice on Thursday, hoped to play, but did not. Dylan Brooks, game high, 31 points, most by a Grizzlies player in his postseason debut. The Jazz missed 35 threes in game one, their most in the playoff game in franchise history. On to baseball, Cubs shortstop Javier Baez hit a two-run home run to break a scoreless tie in the 10th, and it became a 2-1 to win over the Cardinals. Baez hit his seventh career home run in extra innings. The only players in Cubs history with more, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Ron Santo, and Sammy Sosa. The Cubs win their ninth one-run game of the season, tied for third most in the majors. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out. Every game is a chance to create momentum, make the right pass, the right move to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture title. Good year. More driven. LeBron should know better. I'm actually frustrated by this story. People that were vaccinated with an outdoor event and it wasn't indoors. If they meet 85% vaccination threshold, then they get some of those health and safety protocols ease. All they need is 15 out of 17 players to meet that threshold. So if it's yeah. LeBron causing the Lakers not to meet this vaccination threshold, then it feels particularly irresponsible if it's also then LeBron violating the health and safety protocols. Fortunately for the Lakers, it will not uh, will not cost them in this situation. And this is a story LeBron doesn't want you talking about. The league doesn't want to have to talk about. But you're forced to do it in the first weekend. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. Key, you be, you're, you're the Laker fan here, so, so you've got to get the first take on this. When you heard this story and you saw the photos, and there's LeBron out with Drake uh, in a crowd. Yes, outdoors. But maskless, out. It's right before the playoffs or during play-in. What are your first thoughts? Like, just, again, not, never mind that nothing has come of it. He was not put... Uh, into quarantine, which a lot of people thought he should have been. Let's also point out, quarantine is not a suspension. It's not a punishment. It's just part of the protocols. The league decided it was not necessary. But let's just, beyond that, you are the face of the league. Do you feel like that's just poor choice by LeBron? I, I really didn't even think about it like that because clearly everybody at the event had some sort of, I don't know whether it was uh, – 
you would think that they had some sort you of vaccination. You would think. You would hope, but how do you have proof of that? Well, I, I, you, you would have to, if I'm LeBron and I'm the people that gave the event, they would have to believe those individuals took care of business the way that they said. I would think that LeBron is smart enough to know that he wasn't violating anything and he would have just known that. That's what I thought. I'm like, okay, he knows that he's not violating anything. That's why he went to the event. Um, that, that's just basically the way I saw it. All right. Jay, from an NBA perspective, doesn't this – it's just him doing this, to me, puts the league in a really tough spot. I mean, that, that's the – and right before the playoffs, too. That's how I saw it. What about you? I think it was um, – a, a, a poor decision. I mean, we all make poor decisions, but it's um, it's almost like <laughs> when it happened on that day, as we were getting ready to do the playoffs, I started thinking, okay, well, the NBA just lost the best show in basketball. That was Stephen Curry. There's no way the NBA is going to lose LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs. Hmm. There's no way. It's a product. It's a product. And uh, it, I think it was BS by the league. And I love the league. We've obviously had Adam Silver on our show. I respect the NBA. It's my life. It's my culture. It's my passion. But it was an opportunity for them to say, hey, here are the repercussions for this decision. And, and my only thing is there have been so many other players this year that have had to quarantine, Allen due to being at a restaurant or, you know, being around somebody else that potentially could have had COVID, that it, it sets a double standard. And as, as a business guy, I understand double standards exist. I get it. Different strokes are different folks. Certain things people can do that other people aren't afforded the luxury to do. Just when it's so blatant and it's in your face like that. Um, it, I talked to a lot of different players around the league who were very, very pissed off about it that day. Uh, you know, and, and you look at it, though, you say to me, Alan, how did I feel? It's just like anything else. You walk past a restaurant, there's people with no mask sitting a, feet, a foot from you opposed to six feet. You know, so it's like yeah. where do you draw the line at in these situations? And I know everybody wants to know if he's vaccinated, if his family's vaccinated, if he's not, he's not saying anything, right. who's protecting. The Lakers are only at 85%. I mean, well, all they're not, those, yeah, not, that, not, they're yeah, not at 85%. They're not at 85%. Yeah, let me explain so that. All of those sort of things. Right, and that's why that's the key here. I mean, that's the key is that they're not. And the league in March sent out memos. I've gotten a couple of copies of them that explained yes. that once the team is at 85%, which includes players, coaching staff, uh, is at 85%, then actually they they scale back a lot of the concerns. In fact, if the Lakers were at 85%, this event, it would not have raised any eyebrows at all. And so, but they aren't. So as a result, it was something that the league looked into. And from what I understand, they they came away feeling pretty satisfied that A, it was outdoors, B, that there were enough people vaccinated or whatever it was, that it wasn't a concern enough for LeBron to go back into his team and, and be a, uh, I don't want to say a threat, but I can't think of a better word right now, uh, a but concern Alan. for his team. So they decided that it wasn't necessary to put him into quarantine. Let's be clear, quarantine is not a suspension. It's not a punishment. It's just part of what would be their protocols. And I think, so, I think Drake and, and Michael B. Jordan, who was at the event as well, they had to show the vaccination cards to even get into the event. They had to prove whatever it was, whether yeah. it was on their phone or in their hand on a piece of paper. So I would think if they had to show vaccination cards, others had to show it. And you would think, though, man, LeBron knows 
Yeah, hey, I'm getting ready to go to this event. It's going to be everywhere. Some heat's probably going to come Put it on down. social media. It was a promotional event for yeah. a tequila brand, and he, he had to think that part of it, right, that you knew. They were taking pictures, all that stuff. And, you, and again, when the league did their investigation, they came away satisfied enough to believe it. And, and let's be honest, too. With a lot of people, you're, it's, you're going on the honor system. Yes. With a lot of these investigations. Yes. You talk to people. Yes, you are. are you vaccinated? Yes. Uh, okay. And you accept. Like, like, that's sort of also part of the issue. But let's just listen to LeBron uh, on his back and forth with the reporter regarding the vaccine and whether or not he has it. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, anything that I do off the floor is uh, you know, predicated to my family, you know, uh, for the majority, I mean, for 99.9% of that. So, you know, it's about the health and safety of my family. Um, and that's what it came down to. Uh, me being available to my teammates uh, on the floor is me taking my body, um, you know, uh, me, um, you know, doing everything I can do to make sure I'm available, both mentally, physically, and spiritually as well. So, um, but anything of that of that nature, you know, that's what that's all family talk. And, and do you mind me asking if that if you're confirming that you did get the vaccine? Uh it's not it's not a big deal. <laughs> Jay, Jay, what do you make of that? That he won't he won't confirm that he got the vaccine. I mean that that's his. I respect that. Um, whether you get the vaccine or not is your personal preference. If you want to divulge that to people or not, uh, you know. There were are, there are different rules for Michael Jordan. There were different rules for Kobe Bryant. There are different rules for LeBron James. LeBron James and Contavious Caldwell-Pope will not be treated the same. They're different. And LeBron deflected there. Um, he doesn't have to answer questions just because he's being asked. At the end of the day, I respect that. Uh, I, I know there's going to be a divide on some people feel like he should have been quarantined. Other people obviously could care less because it's the NBA playoffs. I just thought it was an opportunity for the league uh, to make a statement. And, and let's be real about it, Alan Key. There was no way by the time that story broke, you can actually do a thorough enough of an investigation to make a clear, sound decision. Like you're not contact tracing everybody from that event. You're not going through that process. Like It was a judgment call. And at the end of the day, the judgment call was, we got the damn playoffs start this weekend. And there's a lot of money at stake. And we got the Lakers versus the Suns. We need yeah. LeBron James on that court. Yeah, Come the on. Ju- the judgment was uh, Suns-Lakers on ABC on yes. Sunday afternoon. Hey, no yes. LeBron James. Why? Well, he has a quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, uh, wait, really wait no, no. Look. Not only is it a quarantine, the quarantine would mean he wouldn't play in, at least in the first round. No, yes. I know. But I'm just saying that particular moment, like you said, Suns, ABC, you know, CP3, right. Booker, LeBron. AD, LeBron. I don't think so. But wouldn't that suggest that even though LeBron refused to answer, it would suggest he is vaccinated, right? Because his mask was in the photos. I, don't know. I, I have no idea, and I don't, I'm not one to try to dive into someone's medical history. I, I, you know, this, this is where you and I, at times, we butt heads because I don't give a damn about that man's medical history. If he oh. decides to divulge, but on, great. Uh, hang but on a second. It does matter in this context, though. It does matter he in said, this no, situation. It does matter. He, he's not telling us what it is. So, okay, I'm moving on. I'm not going to continue to keep trying to pry and get into whether or not he's vaccinated Well, if or he's not. not, then Jay Jay's point is the strongest point here because it means that the league is just kind of looking, oh, well, we can't whether, do that. Whether, he's, out, whether he's vaccinated or not vaccinated, the league is going to look the other way in this situation anyway because, like Jay said, it's LeBron damn James. But here's the crazy part that makes it even more confusing. I mean, look at the Yankees coaching staff, right? Like, I mean, like, they got vaccinated. Some people still call COVID. 
Like, so, like, you know, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean, I, you know, nobody really knows. We're all trying to figure it out. That's the crazy part. I mean, just, that's business. Yeah, that's, 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 they still remember losing game one. It wasn't, of course. We the, didn't ask for all that. It wasn't, we of course. We all know what, what happened in the game. Like, come on, man. Well, they, they didn't get, they got to 90 points, but well, it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't on LeBron, though. It was it's a few other 18 people. points, 10 assists. Yeah, LeBron did all right. Anthony Davis, 5 for 16. Oh, my goodness. That was probably a bigger issue. I mean, issue. I'm 7 feet tall. I ain't, of course, we need to get if to If I it. was 7 feet tall, man, I wouldn't be shooting threes. No, DeAndre Ayton people. was a better yeah. player than AD in yeah. the first matchup of the playoff series. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a conversation, I think, Jay. Don't we, Jay, don't we need to go deeper into that eventually at some point in this show? We really need to break down that. I think game. AD will be okay. Yeah. Just let us do what we Key, do. Key, can I say something, though? Yes. It was interesting because like, Woj brought up this great point the other day. He's like, we have fans now. Like, we have arenas that are getting close to being full capacity. Yes. That's always been a narrative that's kind of followed AD, like, you know, Last year, he was in the bubble. Like, there, there wasn't that pressure of having fans, the intensity of those mm. moments. Now you have that. Then being underdog, it, it's interesting to kind of, you know, would that narrative follow AD? Like, does he shrink in moments when there's that intense crowd pressure? Or how does he handle that? Interesting. All right, we'll keep this conversation, of course, going. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. you, if you believe, me, I don't know. I, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not going to go there with you about If you believe heart, in the man. double standard in the NBA when it comes to this process, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. All right, so into the NFL we go because a very interesting thing happened over the weekend while all the games were going on and the PGA and everything else. Pete Carroll said something on the Rich Eisen show that tells you that whatever issues might have been happening in Seattle, that well, he gave us an update, I guess, on the relationship with Russell Wilson, who was not happy and sounded like he wanted out, and Pete Carroll trying to take care of that business right now. Yeah, well, it seems like it's really old news to, to talk about this uh, because it's been such a long time. Rich, the, the, he, the little bit that he said carried so much airtime that uh, it, it, it became bigger than life. Uh, throughout the whole process, Russell, we've always been connected. We've always been talking. We've never not been in, in communication, and we weren't at all at this, this time either. And uh, a couple things that came out got magnified, and the questions came out, and there was a couple things. You know, he was frustrated when he was talking, just like any of us can sometimes mm-hmm. emphasize something that's, you know, on the top of our mind, and it can, it can be played differently than it really played itself out. We've had a really good off-season of working, and uh, and there was an ongoing media discussion that I did not take part in. John and I did not. We refused to, to be party to that, and Russ did what he could once once he saw it happening to stay as quiet as he could. All is well as, huh. he's try- as the fire burns behind him, maybe. Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, joins us right now to, to break this down a little bit deeper because it, it did feel like – more drama in Seattle, and maybe Russ really wanted out. Chicago tried hard to get him. That didn't happen. Good morning, Dan. So what do you make of Pete Carroll's comments here? Is he just trying to put out a little fire, or is he legit trying to make sure they mend whatever issues they might have with their quarterback? 
I think it can be both, right? I mean, look, I, I think uh, they have been at work behind the scenes the entire offseason to make sure that relationship stays strong and, and is strong enough that they get through this season. And I think they're there. I, I don't think they're going to have any more problems in 2021. I think this could be a story again this time next year for sure. But uh, at this point, I think they, they've, they've reached a, a point in the conversation where they're all in and all on the same page for this season. Look, some of what Pete Carroll said there was true. He and the GM, John Schneider, did not take part in uh, the, the media narrative that sprung up around Russell Wilson this offseason. But Russell Wilson definitely did. A, he created it. B, he furthered it. C, his agent gave a list of teams <laughs> he would be okay getting traded to. Let, let's not forget. Yep. Like, that was not a small thing. So, look, I, I don't think this story's going away, but I do think uh, it sounds to me, talking to people around this situation, like it's going to get put on the shelf for the 2021 season. And I think what we've seen in Seattle over the years with the coaching staff, with the quarterback, is an ability to kind of compartmentalize and, and focus on what needs to be focused on. I think Seattle will be fine this season, but I do think the Russell Wilson story comes up again next offseason. Do you think it comes up at all during the season, though, Dan, especially if they get off in a tough division to a bad start? If they lose. Yeah, if they have a losing season, I think it could definitely come up for sure. Uh, but, but look, Russell Wilson's very – again, another thing Pete Carroll said there, Russell Wilson knows everything he says and what it means. Uh, so I, I, th I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to be in a position where if things are going poorly, he's going to try and make it worse. I think he's going to do everything he can to make sure that, that they have the best chance possible, and I think they will. I think they'll compete in a tough division. They, they seem, seemingly always do. Uh, so I, I think this I, – I, my expectation is this gets put on the shelf until next offseason. You know, Dan, uh, the Packers start OTAs later today. And Jordan Love, you know, he plans on being there as if, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> like, really? Um, what, do you, what do you think we're going to see out of him in terms of the OTAs, which you know what OTAs are? Right. But for him, they actually are kind of a bigger deal, I think. And, and that's probably why he's going. Look, this is the first time since last year's training camp that Jordan Love will really be having a chance to run the Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers took and I say this and I want to make sure people understand Aaron Rodgers took literally every first team practice snap. In, 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 for the Packers last year, literally every single one. Jordan Love was splitting scout team reps with Tim Boyle, who was the backup at the time. So he hasn't had a lot of reps in the Packers offense. He needs to get out there. Whether he's going to be the starter this year or not, he needs to have a productive developmental year. There was no preseason games last year. He didn't get a chance that a, a rookie quarterback might have had to show what he can do in those. So the Packers want to see what his command of the offense is like. They want to see him improving every single day. Uh, this is an important time for Jordan Love, even though, you know, key to your point, OTAs aren't viewed as a very important time by a lot of people, and that's obviously been a big part of the news story the last couple of weeks in the NFL as well. But for Jordan Love specifically, it's an opportunity to show something that he hasn't yet had the opportunity to show at the NFL level. Dan, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers for a second. Have there been any recent talks between him and the Packers organization? 
I don't know the timeline on any kind of contract talks. I know there have been some, um, and I know the Packers continue to believe that they can work toward a solution that, that gets him back and, and makes him their starting quarterback this year. Uh, in terms of where that stands with Aaron, he has kept quiet lately about it, so uh, we'll see if he starts coming out and, and, and giving interviews uh, and, and talking about it in any uh, on any platform anytime soon. But uh, right now, the expectation is that he will not be there uh, when OTAs start today. He usually is. Even though it's voluntary, he usually does take part in these workouts. So him not being there is kind of a story, especially in the greater context. But I know there have been conversations. There have been contract proposals exchanged. Where that stands and how recently it's happened, I think that's a little fuzzier. But the Packers continue to believe that they can find a solution here. Dan, can't let you go without asking about Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, and what's happening in Jacksonville right now. What are you hearing around the league about that? I mean, everybody's skeptical, as you would think. I mean, this guy's been out of the league so long, and obviously he's getting a shot with a guy that coached him in college, so there's a lot of talk of you know, favoritism, you know, nepotism, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't think anybody feels like, you know, he, he's, he's earned his opportunity here in Jacksonville, but these things do happen. My, my question and the question I keep hearing is, like, what's the good ending? Like, are they going to get to a point where, oh, Tebow, he couldn't do it. He didn't make the team. Let's all go our separate ways. It doesn't feel like Tim Tebow's career as a pro athlete uh, indicates that he ever thinks that. <laughs> so uh, I wonder how, how it comes to an ending. If, if, in, if, in, if, in fact, he can't handle this job, uh, how the Jaguars handle that and how the, the, the parting takes place. But, uh, yeah, obviously people are keeping an eye on it. A lot of people just think it's silly. Assistant Dan, thanks. Yeah, Dan, thanks so much. We're laughing, Dan, because we're spot-shadowing on ESPN2. It's uh, like he's Bigfoot. Number like, 85. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> it just, it just funny how we were spot shadowing him as he was walking from the field to the facility wearing number 85. So, Dan, thanks so much. Uh, have a good rest of your day. You can hear Dan and see Dan on Get Up at, at 8 a.m. Dan Graziano on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Is he a, is he a number 85? I mean, like when you look at I, 85. I'm not talking uh, about him anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I don't, I'm, I'm done. Just, 85 need, looks right on him. Jersey please. is selling out, I, I don't need people <laughs> coming at me about Tim Tebow. Yes, calling, you do. Calling me a racist and all. So I don't just need pray any of that. Well, you know what? Let's talk him. Lakers game one loss. Someone's taking the blame. Is it the right person, though? We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.